This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Welcome on in. Beck UL Daily presented, as always, by Fan Dual Sportsbook. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you on a Wednesday. And we got a lot to get to here. Jim Sonnes is going to join us from FanDuel Number Fire coming in about 20 minutes. Ari Temkin from down in Dallas, Dallas Cowboys Radio Network, also part of the Beck UL Network, will join us in the 11 a.m. Eastern hour to talk about the Cowboys and the 49ers, one of our favorite games for Wild Card Weekend. A lot of NFL to get to today, and uh, we'll even have a Super Bowl odds draft I'm very excited about. But we we start here with a bet that went wrong last night. We did not hit it. The show bet did not work. I led us astray on John Morant. It did not really come close to a triple-double, but I, I still not think— Not even a double-double. I missed out on no. that one. <laughs> no, but I, I do think the— um, I do think the idea of what John Moran, I thought he could do last night was, was, was still sound. Like he, he, he arrived last night in the MVP discussion, the Grizzlies knocked off the Warriors. Moran had a big game, although not a triple double. And, uh, and Joe, the Warriors have won 10 straight games that we talked last week about the idea of, of can John Moran actually sneak his way into the MVP discussion? Well, you open up your FanDuel app today. He's at 30 to 1 now. Only five players have shorter odds than John Morant right now to win the NBA MVP. I think last night was the night he arrived as an MVP candidate. Yeah, it felt like last night was your last chance to get some real value. I mean, we're not out here saying that he's definitely going to win, but now he's even on has a shorter number and what would you say last night it was hanging around before the season, your preseason number? And now people are like, forget about it. They're not even taking that into account because he's been so spectacular. And you play 37 minutes, you have a big moment at the end of the game. The stat line was nice, but it wasn't like gaudy, like we've seen from him before, some of the other superstars. It's that he did it in a big moment against um, the premier team. That's how the Warriors are viewed right now, especially with the net struggles. Uh, that they're going through they're, they're viewed as the premier team and just imagine if it was the tnt game or an espn game uh what would have happened but the the betting market certainly did adjust and i'm looking around to see if there's anybody a little slow to move and it doesn't look like it it looks like 30 to 1 is the consensus number uh there was one point last week joe g we were talking about when it did drop to 20. so a lot of activity with this john morant mvp number yeah, Aaron, it was his night last night. No triple-double, but he took down the Warriors. You do that, you get you get on the map. Yeah, even Steve Kerr admitted after the game that the Grizzlies are one of the best teams in the association, and it's all thanks to John Morant. I love the story about how, you know, there was this kid wearing this Steph Curry jersey at the game, and he wanted a high-five for Morant, and Morant was like, sorry, buddy, but you're wearing the wrong jersey. I'll send you one of mine. Maybe you can be a fan of me, but I'm not going to give you a high five. He took offense to it, and I love that. You know, he's a competitor, and that's how it should be. 
Yeah, I like that too. Um, and I actually misspoke. Only four players right now on FanDuel have shorter MVP odds. It is Steph Curry, the favorite, Kevin Durant, Giannis, Jokic. That's it. Uh, it's now Moran tied with Joel Embiid, who's been on a great run himself at 30 huh. to 1. So still Where's LeBron. Long- LeBron below him? 33 to 1, below John Moran. That's how you know you've arrived. If you're ahead of mm-hmm. if you're ahead of LeBron James at any point in the MVP discussion, or at least the odds, um, you have a shot there. So great night for John Morant. Interesting in college basketball last night. Uh, Baylor goes down. Number one Baylor upset by Texas Tech. Auburn beats Alabama. I mentioned yesterday, I think it might have been off the air to you guys or a couple days ago, on the college basketball front, that when we had, um, at the, the name is case, we had a college guest on, they, right as the season tipped off. And we were talking through futures, a couple ideas. I put a 40 to 1 on Auburn to win the title. I kind of just put it aside, like it's so far away. And then uh, Paul mentioned to me yesterday that they're like, they're near the top of bracketology. So then I started watching that game last night because I'm like, all right, now I'm invested in this team. They're good. That was an impressive win by them on the road in Alabama. So now I have a team. I have my college team now is officially Auburn in college basketball, 40 to 1. So it's that time of the year, huh? Where we, we're making the flip. I know some people have been in from day one. But you start a little bit early as the NFL playoffs start to get your preparation going for March Madness and maybe start to add some futures. There, there is still some value out there. You got it at 40, so we're not quite halfway there. We're at 23 to 1, uh, so maybe some people think there's some value. But that team's real. That, that's going to be a nice ticket to be holding. Man, I wish I would have followed you on that one. Yeah, it's exciting. And I'm, I've always been a Bruce Pearl fan, so I'm excited to have that one. So, so what fun were the night. odds that you got it at? <laughs> Not a lot of people say that. Not a well, lot I mean, of people as, utter that sentence. I've always I, been a Bruce Pearl fan. As a coach, I, I think he's a good yeah. coach. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's a little bit a little bit wacky. But I, I am a fan <laughs> of Bruce Pearl on the court as a coach. Uh, back to the Tennessee days. He's a good coach. So I got it at 40 to 1, Aaron. He's at 23 okay. to – there are 23 now. Uh, all right, let's talk some football here as we transition – to the NFL wildcard weekend. Uh, we also have a, a crazy story about Draymond Green props that we're going to get to here in a second. But the big mm-hmm. story in the NFL yesterday had nothing to do with the games this weekend. It had to do with the Giants finally last night firing Joe Judge. You know, we did our draft yesterday of the available openings there, and we didn't include the Giants because Joe Judge was their coach, and I guess they came to their senses last night. Joe Judge out. The clown show is over in, in New York. <laughs> Four and 13 record in one of the worst divisions in the NFL. It's just not good. I think we all saw this coming. Um, it was hard to believe when they, when the Giants announced that he was going to stay a couple weeks ago. I don't know how many of us actually believed that. But then yesterday when the news didn't come out, I was like, what is going on? But certainly not a surprise. The Giants just can't seem to get it right when it comes to the head coaches it's like McAdoo was a joke Shermer they've got they've got to figure this one out this time that was my first thought about the draft that we had so if the Giants were included would they be number one we each had in some order Miami Denver one or two where would you put the Giants job you I don't view New York as a positive I'd actually lean more negative just being in that market you do have a soft division, so there's some positive stuff there. How much time are you going to get? Judge did not get a lot of time, and he was the train wreck. And it's according to the reports, he was safe. Now, Schefter's not 100%. Nobody's 100% in this business. So maybe that wasn't even completely accurate. But they have two top 10 picks. That's a nice way to get things started as uh, you hit the reset button. So I guess the Daniel Jones era is now over. Um, Because 
now you view them as what, retiring, whatever you want to call it. They're in the bucket with the, the house cleaning along with Chicago, Minnesota. Yeah, it's interesting, Joe, their franchise, because I think there's some similarities to the Bears, old school, the old ownership rights that's still there with John Mara. It's interesting because people view the Giants as on a different plane, I think, nationally than the Bears. Like They've had more success. They've won Super Bowls. But yeah. the way I view the Giants is over 50 years, they've had two runs. They've stumbled upon two great coaches, Bill Parcells and Tom Coughlin. Other than that, the Giants usually stink. I mean, think about it. There's a lot of bad. Stumbled upon. You are, like, giving them zero credit. Well, but, but I don't think it's a great job. I don't think it's a great organization. Yeah, I, I don't think, think so either. Yeah, I, th- I agree. They have hired – let me put it this way. They have hired two <laughs> great coaches over the years, and they've won with those coaches. But, like, their success is very clustered, isn't it? The 80s with two Super Bowls and then mm-hmm. Eli Coughlin with two Super Bowls. They're not a sustained winner. They, they don't They don't run off decades of, of 10-win seasons. That's not who they are. It's, it's a – it's weird. They've had, they've had clips or, or like blips of greatness. But other are, than are that, you call, are you are you sitting here calling them the Florida Marlins? No, they're better than that. Okay. But are but, they? I mean, if I'm a candidate, do I look at the Giants as like, wow, I take the Giants' job? I I don't. No, it's own. It's gonna. I, I mean, I think Joe O brought up a good point about how much time do you have because it seems like it's gonna take a little while. I mean, I don't know what quarterback they're gonna get in there. They're gonna right. have a whole new system again. Like they're up against it in the New York market. The only positive really is the fact they're in the NFC East. That's it. That's the biggest positive too, though, because sure. you compare that to some of the other jobs that are open. We think Aaron Rodgers could leave the NFC North. But as of this moment, you're going to deal with them getting 13, 14 wins every single year. Now, Miami, Miami is in a great, it's not a great division because you've got Buffalo and, of course, Belichick. The Broncos, you have a supremely talented roster outside of the quarterback position, but that is the worst division to go to. I mean, okay, here, Mahomes twice, Herbert twice. Have fun. Oh, and by the way, the, the Raiders are our playoff team this year, so they're pretty talented as well. Like, that's a great roster, but it's a tough spot in that division so yeah i mean the biggest selling point you have is your opponents in the division every single year um but yeah i wonder where this is going to go with dallas past this season they could move on from mccarthy i mean they they could not get as many turnovers next year and be a 500 team I, i think that's within the realm of possibility dallas yeah i think the big question is quarterback with the giants they have two top 10 picks is this the year to get a quarterback i mean you could say with a yeah. straight face they have with the worst a rookie quarterback, quarterback the though. That's going to take time too. Sure. I mean, how many swings judge, and judge misses got two do years? teams have? Judge got two. Yeah, that's brutal. With I that think team? they all did. How many did McAdoo have? Two. McAdoo sure, was uh, two. I don't know. It seems 16, like two, two, two. Seventeen. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's part of it too. That like that. It's not a. St- there's not stability. The owner is. He's soft. Like, John Mara, like, he's a nice guy, but it just seems like he doesn't know what he's doing. He gets pushed around by these dumb coaches, and he keeps him around. You're right. Judge 2, Shermer 2, McAdoo didn't even finish his second season before they went to Spagnola. <laughs> just the last game, oh, McAdoo. That guy so was. Bad. Oh, my God. Because that town revolted because he benched Eli Manning for Geno Smith. The guy had 200-something. He should have. He should have. It was McAdoo. how he went about it. It's, right. Well, that's Eli it. was you know, Smith was Gino just Smith? in the news for the wrong reasons, by the way. I was reading the details. Of, wow. Yeah. I'll let you details guys research what? it. He oh, had a DUI, he didn't he? DUI? 
He got in trouble, right? That, I'm, I'm yeah, right he that? got it. Yeah, yeah and he said some weird things to the police. Oh. Come on, Gino. <laughs> Gino, let's go, buddy. Gino Smith, Wikipedia. <laughs> what happened here? No. All right, so we got a lot of NFL to hit. We're going to get to it all. Jim Sada is going to join us in about 10 minutes to talk NFL, Wild Card Week, and all the games. are A little bit of line movement in one of the games. But before we get to that, how about this Draymond Green story? I mean, Aaron, this is amazing. This story of the props that were – so, I mean, so I saw this story. He Draymond wanted to be a part of this game. Clay comes back after missing so much time, right. and I didn't realize how this had affected the sports books and everyone who had bet Draymond Green props. But he was only in the game for what eleven seconds, just because it was an emotional moment. You know, Clay's this guy. He wanted to be on the court for that moment, and then he left the game. So I'll let you guys take it away because I didn't think anything of it. I didn't have any Draymond Green props, clearly, but I didn't realize what happened to a lot of angry people. Ah, oh, Gino, you did you really? <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, I won't repeat that. Just not a good thing to say to an officer. No, you're um, gonna get in so. There's no way you're talking yourself out of a DUI if you tell a cop that he has a small penis. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're talking yourself into a DUI is what you're doing. You're, you're talking yourself into more trouble. Would you yeah. like to see? Uh, I yeah. don't think any dude ever wants to hear that. <laughs> Even you know, if you on. have no idea. Like, you, you have, he has no evidence. Why would he? Is that his move? Is that his trash talk on the field? Hey, you, small pecker. What? Nothing explains Geno Smith's career more than this. I, I think this this sums it up pretty well for me. All oh right, the Draymond, the Draymond controversy, and it was. And once again, we've seen this a lot. And I, you know, I don't even think this is a good thing. At the end of the day, paying your customers, treating them well is a good thing. But why do we need to see social media outrage for some sports books to do the right thing? And what, what I'm talking about is Draymond apparently had tightness in his calf for Sunday's game. And Aaron laid it out. That was the Clay Thompson game. And at 8.31 Eastern time, the Warriors Twitter account says, okay, Draymond's on the court, but he's not going to participate in the rest of the game. Tip-off is at 8.40 Eastern, nine minutes later. He's on the court for seven seconds. There's a foul, and then they take him off. As Aaron laid out, he wanted to be there for his guy. It was a big moment. Um, but in those nine minutes, between 8.31 and 8.40, what do betters do? Hammer the unders on all the Draymond Green props across the board. And because he did play, if he didn't play, as we talked about with COVID news this year a lot with player props, you get your money back. It's voided if he doesn't play. But he played. So the books had to pay him out. One book in particular delayed paying out. Then we had the social media uproar. And I know one of the large uh, books in the U.S., they're saying that they paid out over a million dollars in Draymond Green props. Savvy betters on the under. I mean, we, we always talk about not being up against it. You're paying minus 110 in most spots. It's always challenging for betters. But if you can react to the news before the sports book do, uh, you have the advantage there. But I would warn people that if you've got all the insiders and all the teams, uh, you know, on alerts on your Twitter accounts, and you're able to make some bets before there's an adjustment, the books also have the right to not take your action. 
or to limit you to very small wagers. So it's mm. something to keep in mind instead of like, oh, I'm going to, they didn't move the line yet. They're stupid. I'm going to max bet this. You can do that and you can win that bet, but you might not be able to bet with them in the future. Yeah, it reminds me of the COVID news in the NFL. We were on this with one of the lines, the, the, the Browns and Raiders at one time. We try to hit it right away as it happened. Sometimes you get it, sometimes you don't. What a crazy story it was with Draymond Green and the books are now paying out. Coming up next, Jim Sonis, number five fan that will dive into NFL Wildcard Weekend next right here on the Beck UL Network. <laughs> 